Hey, and welcome to Dictator for a Day. The podcast where we'd never propose having an actual dictator. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. It's more like imagining what you'd do if you won the lottery. What would you do if you were, in fact, dictator for a day? Hey, boss, how you doing? Hey, Sounder, pretty good. Pretty good. What would you do? If I were dictator for a day, I'd give back some power to the people. We live in a nation of laws, or at least we once did. Today, I'm not so sure. I'm not talking about the crime rate here, at least not the way we typically think about crime. Murders, rapes, robberies, carjackings. I'm talking about the laws that are being ignored by government. Often ignored with impunity. A lot of that going around. Yeah, there is. Case in point, the Heritage Foundation is suing the Department of Justice for failing to comply with the Freedom of Information Act requests that Heritage Foundation submitted to the DOJ earlier this year. And I'm very familiar with the Freedom of Information Act. I spent a couple of decades working as a reporter for two television news operations, and every now and then, our news organizations would use the Freedom of Information Act to get public records when public servants didn't want to give them up or made them damn near impossible to access in the first place. FOIA, as it is sometimes called, has been around since 1967. Longer than I've been here. Yeah. Now, if you go to FOIA.gov, the government will tell you it's an act that, and quoting now, uh, what is that? Quotation mark, boss. But quotation marks are a visual element. We're, we're, yeah, we're a, never mind. Quoting. Thank you. Has provided the public the right to request access to records from any public agency. Hey, do we really need the reverb? I thought it was a nice touch for the quote. Okay. Quoting. It is often described as the law that keeps citizens in the know about their government. Federal agencies are required to disclose any information requested under the FOIA unless it falls under one of nine exemptions, which protects interests such as personal privacy, national security, and law enforcement. End of quote. So, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to enable people to, say, access the home addresses of federal employees. Even they have a right to privacy. Probably wouldn't want to give out the nuclear codes. No, we wouldn't. So, since 1967, we've had a federal law that says federal agencies cannot withhold information. But, boss, who enforces that law? Sounder, you're on the Internet, right? Yep. Got it right here, boss. So, why don't you go to the About page? Got it. What is that? Oh, that's a scroll bar, boss. Ever think of oiling that thing? Uh, Well, anyway. We scroll down to the bottom of the About page where we learn FOIA.gov's contact info is the Office of Information Policy, or OIP, at the U.S. Department of Justice in Washington, D.C. Hey, isn't that the same agency the Heritage Foundation is suing for ignoring the Freedom of Information Act? Yes, it is. Heritage is suing the outfit that appears to be in charge of the Freedom of Information Act for violating the act. So, quick review. The Freedom of Information Act, FOIA, requires federal agencies to provide records about just about anything whenever someone requests them. The Justice Department appears to be in charge of enforcement, but, oh wait, Heritage Foundation claims it's not even following the law it's supposed to enforce. Aha! Aha! So, if we're a nation of laws, and we depend upon people and presumably the government to follow those laws, what do we the people do 
when the government doesn't follow the law. Beat someone up? No, you don't beat someone up. Remember, we're a nation of laws. That would be uncivilized. But we can sue, like the Heritage Foundation is doing. That's certainly one way. But lawsuits take time, boss. Yeah, and even if you win your lawsuit, whomever you sued often gets an opportunity to appeal. And the process of justice grinds ever so slowly onward. Sometimes sideways. You got that. There needs to be a better way. Storm the Bastille! No, you can't storm the Bastille or the ramparts of a federal agency. We just don't do that. It's probably illegal. Yes, it is. But it's also not necessary. I think there is a better way. Not just for freedom of information requests. Those are important, but not nearly as important as other disregardings of law by federal agencies. You mean this is a lot more than catching a game warden hunting out a season? Yeah, or nabbing a city official taking bribes. So let's back up for a moment and look at what Heritage Foundation actually wants to know. The records Heritage Foundation is seeking in its lawsuit are, quoting from the Foundation's website, documents and communications regarding the recent intimidatory... What's intimidatory? Uh, intimidatory. That's like a $10 word for intimidating. Why don't they just say that? I don't know. Let me change it a little bit here. Documents and communications regarding the recent intimidating protests carried out by radical abortion supporters outside the homes of Supreme Court justices in the wake of the leaked Dobbs draft decision and later the court's official ruling in the case. In other words, anything at justice, emails, text messages, memos, letters, notes, directives, anything at justice having to do with a pro-abortion mob that spent weeks protesting outside of Supreme Court justices' homes once they heard the justices were planning to overturn Roe v. Wade. Now, the protesters were incensed. But they were also violating the law, specifically 18 U.S.C. 1507, a federal statute that outlaws protesting outside a justice's home to influence his or her legal decisions. The Constitution sets up the Supreme Court as part of a system of checks and balances that makes our country work. And Section 1507 seeks to protect the justices, just like we have laws to protect the president, members of the legislature, and so forth. But the protesters outside the justices' homes weren't being arrested, unlike the protesters in and around the U.S. Capitol on January 6th who are being arrested, held in jail, and tried. Anyone can watch the news reports and see video of the protesters in front of homes of justices like Samuel Alito, Amy Coney Barrett, Brett Kavanaugh, and Chief Justice John Roberts. But they were never arrested, never prosecuted. And that's what Heritage Foundation wants to find out. Why not? Yeah, in a way, I was adding some fuel to the fire on that one. That's right. They were actually encouraging these kinds of protests. But the law doesn't say peaceful protests are okay. It outlaws protests, period, peaceful or not. And yet, while there was much publicity and ado about making sure the January 6th protesters were being prosecuted and sent to the guillotine... Not quite, but it kind of seemed like it. The sum total of prosecutions of protesters at the home of Supreme Court justices has been zero. Right. Zero, zilch, nada. Federal enforcement and federal prosecutors have ignored these violations of federal law. Double standard? Double Double standard? standard? You decide. Absolutely. If I was dictator for a day... I'd remedy the situation by giving the power to the people. How are you going to do that, boss? I would enact the power of the people law. Or would it be a dictum, 
Anyway, it could be brought into play whenever a government agency was found to be ignoring an obvious violation of the law. In the case of protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices, it would enable members of the public to seek out other law enforcement agencies to assume jurisdiction and enforce the law. Now, my power to the people law would not give people the right to make citizens arrests. It would give them the power to petition another law enforcement agency to take command. Now, there's already precedent for this in the military. If you've got some crazed officer who is issuing illegal orders, the people underneath him do not have to follow those orders. There's also a, an order for a change in the chain of command from below the commanding officer. In civilian life, we have the 25th Amendment. If the president's cabinet believes the president of the United States can no longer function properly and execute his duties, they have the right to remove him from office. And why not the public? If I'm running a business and I hire someone to get a job done and that person doesn't do the job, I either don't pay them or I fire them and get someone who can do the job. It's really pretty simple. Sounds pretty simple to me. Yeah, it really is pretty simple. In fact, it's already being done in law enforcement. In August of 2021, the U.S. Department of Justice, that department again, announced it was opening an investigation into the city of Phoenix and the Phoenix Police Department over the use of force, including deadly force, and to find out if other laws were being violated. Were the police discriminating in their policing? Were they violating rights of homeless people? How are they responding to people with disabilities? The feds also plan to look at how Phoenix PD held their officers accountable for their actions. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, Merrick's the current guy in charge of the department that ignored the protest in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes, U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland said the aim of the investigation would be to promote transparency and accountability and to increase public trust. But wait a minute. Isn't Garland the same guy running the DOJ that's being sued by the Heritage Foundation, essentially for not disclosing why DOJ hasn't bothered to arrest and prosecute protesters outside the Supreme Court justices' homes? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's a really big hmm. The irony. Yeah, the definition of it. So what we have here is one law enforcement agency superimposing itself over another to investigate the possibility that a law enforcement agency wasn't following the law. Is this a good thing? You decide. And whether it's good or bad, it's certainly an example of extreme irony. The assistant attorney general on this chimed in to say it's all being done to, to ensure that every person in this country benefits from policing that is lawful, effective, transparent, and free from discrimination. Yeah, but what about the Supreme Court justices? Uh-huh. Well, what about the Supreme Court justices? Aren't they persons in this country? Shouldn't they benefit from lawful, effective, transparent, and discrimination-free law enforcement? Shouldn't federal police be protecting them? Shouldn't the feds be prosecuting the perps involved in those protests? Seems like a double standard to me, boss. Yeah, well, me too. Merrick Garland's Justice Department is happy to investigate what might be happening with Phoenix Police Department, but he's not willing to enforce what is happening in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices. So, background, which you already know, all this is happening within an administration that is entrenched with liberals, many of which have a defund the police or anti-police mentality. They also have a pro-abortion mentality. The overturning of Roe v. Wade has become a major campaign plank for Democrats as we head to midterm elections. Can you say double standard? Double, double standard. standard. I knew you could. Thanks, boss. Stop calling me boss. Okay, boss. You got it. Uh, 
Yeah. But the fact is, it wouldn't matter if the shoe were on the other foot. If a Republican administration was ignoring violations of laws for causes it likes while prosecuting pretty much everything in sight that it doesn't like. Leave the politics out of it. If it's a double standard, it's a double standard, and it's wrong. You said it, boss. I sure did. A double standard is also more than a double standard. It's a two-edged sword. What's good for the goose is good for the gander, which is the subject of one of my earlier articles and podcasts. So when government decides not to do its job, I believe the people who are paying for that service should have a right to go elsewhere. A power to the people law would, in this instance, allow the public to petition another law enforcement agency to come in, make arrests, and seek prosecution. Now, I have no idea yet just which law enforcement agency that would be, or in fact, in some ways, if it's even possible, but why not? On the federal level, in this instance, it probably would never be another federal law enforcement agency, because at some point it's got to go through the Justice Department. So as dictator for a day, I might have to issue another dictum, or edict, that empowers cross-jurisdictional prosecutions. In other words, give local prosecutors the authority to prosecute any law that's not being enforced if the entity that is supposed to enforce it is slacking off, if it's ignoring that law. I think a criteria has to be obviously and blatantly ignoring a specific law. So could the power of the people law be used anywhere? Probably in most places. In Wisconsin, the sheriff of Milwaukee County, Sheriff David Clark, once threatened to start patrolling the city of Milwaukee because of increasing crime. Now, while that was a shared jurisdiction, deputies are empowered anywhere in the county, and I think the state, it showed that at least when it comes to law enforcement, there are law enforcement agencies that still believe the law should be enforced by someone. So Sheriff Clark was willing to step up. Could it happen elsewhere? Actually, with my power to the people law, it could happen anywhere a government entity is perceived to not be doing its job, basically ignoring what it's supposed to be doing. I could see a new Bureau of Weights and Measures. What? To enforce 32 ounces to the pound? Bigger pizzas? Well, with inflation, that could be helpful. Yeah, well, that's not what I have in mind here. So where else is the law being ignored? Well, let's see. Oh, yeah, Texas and Arizona. Yep, where millions of illegal immigrants have been crossing the border in violation of federal law. New York and California? Yep, where prosecutors either fail to prosecute or local laws enable criminals to be released without bail. Chicago, Portland, Seattle, and Minneapolis? Yeah, where criminals in the name of whatever have decimated entire communities. Police have been defunded, and average citizens are scared out of their minds. A power to the people law would, to work, have of necessity some complexities. You couldn't just use it willy-nilly. You would have to find law enforcement in agreement with you, and that, frankly, has the cojones to take the lead. And you would probably need a mechanism to reimburse if there were additional expenses. Well, we just transfer some of the money that's not being used. Uh, yeah, I would suggest yanking salaries of the people responsible for not enforcing the law in the first place. Sounder. Yeah, boss. How much is Merrick Garland being paid? Let me see here. I got it here. Yeah. Uh, more than uh, more than I make. $221,400 a year. Wow. Would it be tough to write and enact something like this in the real world? Yes, definitely. Would it be worth it? For sure. You wouldn't keep a plumber you call to fix a leaky faucet, but ends up flooding your home. Why should we have to keep government entities that aren't doing their jobs? And don't tell me through the ballot box. By the time we get through the next election, the damage is often long done. And as we all know, 
rarely is anyone in government ever held accountable. Currently in a government office near you. All right, who is supposed to be enforcing this law? Hey, I don't know nothing about it. I've been busy counting my pension. Throw the bomb out! That's a good idea. At the very least, the development and existence of a power to the people law could be used as a club. Oh! Hey, what would you have to do that for? To make the government do its job. Now there's a concept. Now there's a concept. But listen, we got to go. For more of these podcasts and our written column, please subscribe to dictatorforaday.substack.com. That's dictatorforaday.substack.com. And tell your friends. Tip, the podcasts are more fun. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. Hmm, where'd my field cap and cigar go? Dictator for a Day is sponsored in part by StoryVisionVideo.com. Copyright 2022, Dennis W. Dean. That's me. All rights, but please feel free to spread the word. And thanks for listening.